Hi, this is Darkfire Tavern After Hours. In this bonus episode, Prabs and I are joined by Darkfire Heroes lead game designer, SK. Welcome. Thanks. And thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure. It's been, it's been awesome to get you and to get somebody from the team on the show. And we've been waiting for this for a long time. And uh, yeah, can't wait to get stuck in. Um, yeah. Yeah, we actually, we our first attempt was what we wanted to do on episode six, and now it's 11, like past <laughs> 11, and so it took a while. Well, that's not too bad, I guess. Okay. Only like a couple of episodes like later, so that's you all just good. Wanted, you just wanted to avoid the, the tough questions? I don't know that waiting like uh, made that easier for me, so uh, <laughs> let's see. There might be a few more tough questions now. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, before we really start with the the questions and stuff like that, tell us a bit about yourself, what you do with the team, and uh, yeah, your your position, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, as you said, I'm uh, the lead game designer on the team, uh, uh, and I've been with the team for three years now. And like trying to count in my head, but yeah, three years um, since the game left the prototype stage. So. I think back then we had, I don't know, five, eight heroes and uh, the concept of skills didn't exist. We didn't have gear. We didn't have all the stuff that, that you guys know. So, um, Okay, what was the very first hero designed? Well, for me, like uh, when, when I arrived, we had the, 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 the Fab Five, as we used to call them. I think that's like very close to the, to the five starting heroes you, you, you know and love now. But uh, I think Dagmir was actually like part of the initial like starting composition um but we had a lot of trouble back then like with how the combat flowed and, and she ended up constantly dying because of like the systems we had back then okay so uh so so she sort of got out of the rotation and we ended up having a, a much heavier composition with the two tanks um back when we started like i don't know how much if you guys have noticed or how much you know but like tanks do have a slightly bigger aggro circle. So like they draw attention from enemies. I guess you've seen it. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't know if you knew it, but I guess you've seen it. So before that system was in place, it was more like when, when during a wave attack and you're just being swarmed and everything's just attacking everything at the same time. So, so damage dealers, especially melee damage dealers and melee support characters, they had a hard time. Like, they, they would they would get ganged up on themselves. so i find that the the tank always seems like he's just one step ahead of everybody else kind of like come at me bro type thing right yeah he's he's basically i think like as you said like one step like further ahead and 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 he sort of sucks up like the enemies as they come close unless like of course if he gets pushed to the side or you jump him ahead and stuff like that of course then then you leave your your other guys uh, vulnerable Okay, yeah, so it kind of reminds me of like how the uh, aggro radius used to work like in WoW, where if you had one of your DPS going, going in front, they would pull, and tanks, I guess because there's no taunt in here, right? So therefore, you have to have the aggro circle for the tanks, and that would actually say anybody coming within this range will automatically target the tank rather than going for the nearest hero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's a very good way of looking at it. So, yeah. uh, so how long was it before? between uh the the launch the beta launch in was it 2019 september 2019 
from when you guys actually started to build the game to that point? How long did that take? Uh, so, so I was there for a year when we launched into like the, the soft launch period in, in, in 2019. And it's been in development for like almost a year until up until then. Um, but that that's like with a lot of other stuff going on. Uh, the team moving on from what they used to do. Like it used to be a team that mainly did casual games, um, okay. but wanted to do a, an RPG. Uh, and so, so the team had moved over and had to switch engine from the, from the, the match three game engine to something that could actually pull off uh, like an RPG. Uh, so, so all the tech stuff had to be, had to be sorted and a year sort of went with getting all the basics right and then getting to a point where all right the prototype is now so fun that we believe that we can take it further and that's that's sort of when i joined and and, and took over the reins as a lead game designer allowing our now creative director to take like a like a bit more oversight okay and what was your first uh, hero that you fell in love with the first hero that i fell in love with uh i think the don't say oh, no, uh, that, that's that's complicated. Um, <laughs> no, I think uh, I think like, as a new player and and the first like when I first played the game, I think uh, a hero like Raybird was actually one of my favorites. Uh, back then, we had a very limited roster that we then started to expand on in like some some big chunks. Uh, among the first heroes, I think Raybird was actually like the one I understood. Like, all right, I know this guy. Um, that was before we even had like roles and like stuff like that, but he was just a paladin of the group. As a brand new player, when I first started, Raybert was by far my favorite because it was like a tank that also healed. It was just like he yeah, was he my just favorite. Seems, he just seems like the super oh, overpowered character, right? And everybody's like, as you said, right? He is the archetype, archetype of the paladin, right? He heals, he tanks up there. And the bubble that he casts on himself towards when his health drops low. So yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that like we all sort of had the at least a lot of us had the the the, the wow paladin in in our head when like especially when the bubble arrived. I was like, all right, yeah, that's. that's <laughs> so it. you you take it from the 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 groundworks to a beta launch, and now we just went to the global launch. How does that feel for you and your team to get to that point? That's that's a that's a crazy journey. I think it it, it takes so long, and it's such a long, continuous like journey for us. That it's like when it finally happened, we had to sort of sit down, and I think um, our like creative director and studio lead was did a very nice thing of just having like slideshows of like pictures of like the different office spaces and who were there and like what's going on like like covering that whole like three-year journey with like weird meetings with publishers and trying to sell the game and being in weird like all kinds of weird situations um also some just some fun pictures just going around like of the various parties and shenanigans that went on through those years so uh, i think that's when it sort of dawned that all right yeah that's that that's a an amazing achievement to to like get to that point and, and we're happy that 
like Rovio was as well, like took the took the chance on us and, and allowed us to, to get it to that point. That brings actually quite a human element to the game right now. Like hearing about, you know, your guys' hard work and how jubilated you were once you finally reached uh, that certain point, that goal that you guys wanted to reach. Because as, as players, we come in, we see the game, we see its flaws, we see its uh, good points, we enjoy it for what it is, we complain about stuff, and, uh, you know, we praise about other things. But we never think about the people in the background that are actually you know, that's, that's their baby. Yeah. It, it's, it's been our baby for quite a while. Uh, it's like, uh, it's, it's really a, a fun, like a, a weird place to see it, like get to the global launch, right? Because now we like see so many more, more people get in and like, now there's just so much more we want to do and there's so much more that we can do with it. So like, that's, that's sort of like a, a step in the right direction to taking it to where we want to be. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, it was even more massive because if you think that you guys had the soft launch, then COVID happened and then the whole pivot from there, working from home, getting the whole team organized and that whole change, right? Because that's the thing, with, especially with the when you're working with the uh, creative teams, your art designers and everybody else. And, and you know, typically you're in the office, you bounce off each other, you say, oh, come over, look at this, this is what I'm doing, or this is the animation I'm doing, et cetera, right? And yeah, I don't we, have that, right? So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I think that was a really tough adjustment, and we still have, like, as an example, um, a few weeks, probably two months ago, actually, by now, I was trying to set up like a like a session with our creative director and just meet physically because, like, it's like we want to do creative stuff, we want to work on the like upcoming event, new heroes, all that stuff. And it's so much easier to do in a room together. But then like there was a bit of like a small COVID scare around my family. Then we had to cancel. Then we rescheduled. Then like my kid got sick and we got all, all got sick in, inside the house. And it's like, all right, yeah, we can't really sit in a small meeting room. Like even if it's not COVID, like I don't want to put someone to bed for like a couple of days just so we can have this. So we postponed it and and we never really had it so like we just continued and and ended up having to do it like over like virtual meetings instead uh, we're getting better at it but but it's definitely not the same and and the whole thing about looking at someone's screen that's that's just gone hopefully it's coming back pretty soon though yeah so how hard was it when for the uh, that uh, acquisition to happen during that that COVID break basically that seemed pretty hard that everything kind of was yeah that's um i think that there's a couple of things that, that went into that um a lot a lot of a lot of hard work went into it to to make to make it happen it was really unfortunate to happen at the same time as COVID because that just meant that like having to deal with the whole acquisition uh, on one side meant that it's really hard to also have to deal with the team and, and manage everyone's like feelings and all the uncertainty that's going on at the same time. Uh, I was on paternity leave, so I was just weirdly looking from the outside in and just almost like just going like, what can I do to help? But it's like, there's not much you can do when you've been out of like the loop for a month. And so I couldn't really do much, but it's like, it, 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 it's, a, it's a frustrating feeling just sitting on the outside looking in and just like, I guess it's how like a soccer player or whatever, it's, 
feels like when he's been benched and just from an injury and just looking in and just you want to go out and help the team, but there's just nothing you can do in the situation. I'm I'm really happy that the, the team pulled through, obviously, and that was quite amazing to hear that when we got the shot and go through the rounds of interviews and all the due diligence, and then then finally getting the news um, that uh, that we were on board. That, that was that was amazing. You're talking about the team. What's the size of the team now? I mean, I think um, when I joined the player council, then speaking to the trader director and stuff like that, and yourself, the team was around 22, 25 people then. So, yeah, it, it, it's roughly the same size. Um, what like the the actual development team hasn't grown, I think, since. Um, so it's this. But but we're getting a lot more uh, support functions in and, and product functions. So, like, uh, we got the luxury of like getting our own data analyst, which is really valuable. Like, so it's not just us looking at a lot of data and trying to put it together and get something meaningful out of it. We're getting a lot of other like sim- similar functions in, and we got a we got a producer. That's also nice. So we have someone to actually make sure that we stick to schedules now, not just go off on our own little tangents. Um, so, so we've got a lot of those support functions in, and that that's been really helpful for us in, in streamlining and, and managing, um, especially after the like leading up to and after the after the launch. So, what uh, what aspect of the game are you most heavily involved in, like from a development standpoint? Right now, I'm mostly involved in in content creation, so that's uh, new heroes, new spells, the events, um, and gameplay features. Whenever we introduce them, but we don't introduce that many right now, or we haven't introduced that that much. Uh, of course, we had the deeper dungeons come in, um, which I was involved with. Um, but yeah, to I think most of my time is devoted to to heroes, spells, and and the and the and the events now. So how long does it take to create a new hero before like conception to you being able to release it? Oh, that's, that's, uh, like it does, it does take quite a while, uh, from, from we sit down and and do the initial notes on on paper uh, and virtual paper that be, but, um, (laughs) because then once we have the idea, we do the concept, it's 2d drawing that then goes, um, we actually outsource most most of the work now, um, but assuming it's an in-house uh, production, then then we uh, do the concepts, which is then turned into like a, into like a format that can then be used to build a three D character from. We then build a three D character uh, and animate it, and that's then rendered to to the sprites we use for the animations. Then. It sort of depends on on what we want to do, um, especially in the beginning, getting like a hero power to feel good and be ready could take a long time because we our toolbox was so limited. So whenever we wanted to do something, we sort of had to do it from scratch. But is it more top down design that you do, or do you co- come up with the concept of like, oh, this hero power or this skill or this something or other would be really cool let's build a character around it or is it like this character has a really cool feel let's build you know let's do a top-down design uh we do we do we do it in all kinds of ways uh we we find that uh now that we have so many like heroes like 
there's different models that work for us because we need to come up with something new all the time. So it's like we, we either grab like a back a background story and go from there. That that could be one concept. Then we try to fit a hero power onto it. It could also be, as you said, like, all right, I really want to do this hero power. Let's try to find, let's, let's try to create a hero that does that. Or it could be, all right, we just want to have something that like fits a role. So we look at like, all right, what are we missing? Like for a long time, we didn't have a dark healer. It's like, it seems like we should probably release a dark healer at some point. It's like, it's not like we, we, we know that we need him to be something specific, but we need a dark healer. So, so let's, let's work on that. So there's different angles and approaches to, to getting the heroes in. Yeah, Vani was pretty fun. So, yeah. Uh, uh, again, you'll be joined by a new rare healer as well, right? Because you only have the two rare healers. So we'll have the second rare healer being released this month, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's where I was thinking at uh, for a long time. Why are we stuck at one healer per color? Like, why was there no healers being given us choices to to for healers? Yeah, I think we wanted to round out the healers uh, to sort of make that feel fair. I don't know if that makes sense, but we, we wanted to do that. And it feels like heals, like we have a lot of concept for, for how you could do healing, but there's just sometimes more excitement in, in coming up with like a damage power or like something that makes us like damage and, and, and a good debuff or something like that. So, so is but, it a uh, more narrow design is what it is with healers? Yeah, that, I think... You, you can do a lot of things with them, right? But it's like when it all comes down, like that there, there are some things that you kind of want to happen with a healer. Like you want it to be precise. Like you don't want, you don't want too much randomness in a heal, for example. Like um, yeah. you, you, want, you want to save your tank. So so if a healer is too, feels too random, for example, like some of our hero, like Nyena, like she, she'll, she'll hit like a, some targets within the group. Imagine like a healer that, it only hit two of the the targets inside the bubble or like in inside the targeting circle that might be a little odd um so so you want you want precision and that sort of leads us to like there's a single target and then there's a there's an area and then there's area on the ground like and of course like Raybert has the aura right so we're trying to to make sure that we don't have healers that do the same thing so so yeah uh, i think the healing ability sort of are slightly limited in like their design space uh, by the fact that you want healing to, to work in a specific way. But um, I think we've done a pretty good job of mixing it up with like the, the aura, the Imani's healing pool on the ground, Manuel having like his, his big AOE and um, Owl and, and Mala or, or Math sort of having their like different takes on the, on the single target heal. Vani sort of coming in again as, Again, single target healer, but but with a with a pretty interesting twist to it. So was that twist out of necessity? Um, I think we we talked about having some way of clearing debuffs for a long time. Um, putting it as a side effect on a, on a healer felt felt pretty natural to us. Um, along with the spell, just to sort of not just have it all be a spell, but also put it on a hero. Uh, so. We wanted to try that, um, try that out for him, and and it gives him a, a pretty special niche. Uh, right now, it's, it it still feels like Katarin is is your go to girl for for healing if you want to be dark. But uh, well, she's so but, good. But, 
yes, she she turned out to be quite good. It's one of those where it's like, I remember having the the, the talk, like uh, going like, I think it's it, it was one of the gameplay programmers asking me just like, so how much like health should vampirism return? And I got like, I think you initially said it's like twenty percent. And I said, no, it has to be a hundred. Like you have to get the whole thing back, otherwise it's not gonna like feel right. It's not gonna give you that oomph when you do it. And like I was think I was playing in the development mode with Call and just having that like him being a solo tank and you could just put it put vampirism on him and have him heal fully if you made a good hit and like, oh man, this feels great. No, I was just thinking it's like I would love to see Call as a tank. You just get up there and smash things with those two axes of him. Have uh Catherine in the back. I guess, yeah, but that's the thing with Catherine, right? Is that when it comes against tanks, she tends to suffer because they don't deal that much damage. But as you mentioned, if you use somebody like Cole, right, who has two attacks, who has two attacks plus two defense slots and a magic slot, then yeah, you could actually build him that way. I never really thought about building him as an off tank, so I'll try it out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so. Here's something that I was thinking as you're talking about Katarin and it's like, okay, well, is the 100 too much? Could it be changed? One of the things that I find that the the game itself hasn't done much, it has done some, but it's the um, the adjustments of heroes uh, for... So now this last release, we had no adjustments to the heroes. So does the team think that the heroes are perfect as is and there's no change needed? Um no that that's not necessarily what it means um but i think i think what it means is that we are really cautious about changing heroes that by now people have invested a lot of time uh, and emotion in and um i think we're trying to respect that uh if something is broken uh we want to change it in in order to create a better like better game experience for everyone um, so I, I know, like, I think it, it, it's been a while since we did like the big, like those big sweeping changes where like heroes changed rarities and abilities were swapped and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to see much of that anymore. Um, but, but tweaks to hero powers and stats is, is something we'll do if, if we see something, uh, performing in a way, in a way that, that, that we don't like or, or we didn't intend rather i think that's that's a way to put it okay so let's uh, i'll ask you a question uh, a more direct question and i think right. that some people want to to know this and you don't have to answer if you can't but dare so now there was a big change that happened to dare she was an okay uh, damage dealer uh, at the epic rarity but all of a sudden now even i just have her at level 12 and she is more than amazing. Is she? Did you guys go too far with her updates? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I think what she is now is like I, I think what we wanted to do when we did the up, update to DS stats and, and and some of the other epic heroes was to like they were they were a bunch of characters that when we put rarities on here like at some point heroes didn't have rarities like uh, and, and i think a bunch of the initial heroes were actually designed without j just to be cool heroes but without like a rarity in mind um so we had to appoint someone to sort of like 
be epic and be rare. So we went over the list and at that point we sort of said, all right, Dea feels like she could be like, she, she's visually different. She feels cool. Let's try, let, let's make her like, let's put her in the epic bucket. And then as the game evolved and we started creating heroes like Call and Jagen and like that, that's sort of when we sort of figured out, all right, this is what epic feels like. It's they're, they're different in like the scope of their hero power. It's usually like visually more impressive or does more than, than you expect. And then we sort of had the, what I call the original epics and they sort of felt lackluster to us. So we wanted to bring them up to a state where they sort of felt epic too. Um, if a character is fun to play and if, if you go, <laughs> yes, when you just use the power and you see enemies vaporized in front of you, I think that's a pretty good thing. But for PvP though, is it a good thing? Yeah, PvP is 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 a different is a is a different beast. It's it's much harder for us to to control and, and keep it balanced. Even like even if we have a hero that's that's strong, then 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 people will sort of learn that that's a strong hero, right? We had the we had like Salva for for a long time as a as a problem child and i guess he's still in there some somewhere i I know i still play him uh so i don't think we'll ever come to a point where where we don't have like all right these are these are probably the strongest heroes in in the current meta but uh but as the game progresses i think we can we can we can push it in different directions in in different ways than than like smashing down like a nerf hammer on, on on a hero at least we'd, we'd prefer to do that, I'd say, uh, rather like, rather find another way than having to nerf it. But of course, like if, if it turns out that we see a hero is used 100% of the time or something like that, then, then maybe that's not interesting. Maybe that's not in the game's best interest anymore. So what about uh, bands? Um, bands is something we've, we've touched upon. Um, and there's there's different ways of doing it. Um, we do it right now, sort of in in a soft way, not in PvP. But we use the we use the filters for for the event modes um, to create like the different experiences. Um, so so bands is is not something we we have like uh, planned to do right now. But it but it it is something that surfaces now and then. Oh, I, I guess it does in Discord as well. And I think. I think we've talked about it on the council as well at some point. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I mean, if, if you look at it, it was that, I mean, we did, we did try it out, right? We had the tri-party tournament that made it all from Lego had kicked off, right? He had the idea around that and both that. And we had like season bands that we, a few of us were actually trying out. But I guess it's a similar thing to when we had Makash as well, right? Makash was really oppressive in Castle for a long time for quite a period of time. And I think it was Dark and Liverpool that initiated that. And um, yeah, and then Vani came out and it was like, okay, well, we need to see how that's going to work and how she's going to work or how he's going to work in there as well. And I think it became really oppressive when you had Makash and there. And now all of a sudden it's like, I've seen some of the guys pulling up really impressive teams, right? Where you like uh, bros running, two tats, he's running Otto and Arch. So he's, puts one on each side of the castle or on either side of the tower. So really splits the enemy team makes it harder to... I guess there's a lot more 
the new meta is still kind of forming and we need to see how people can, can combat it. Um, but yeah, from a PvP perspective, it, I think the game will always be a challenge in that way, right? Because people will always find a new trick or a new way to do something. And do we want a knee-jerk reaction or do we want to wait to see how it plays out and then... Uh, I think I think one thing we we we've been very conscious about it is not doing knee jerk reactions. That that might lead to to you guys in the community think that we're slow, and and on some level we might be, but 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 we are really we are we are careful when it comes to 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 nerves, and uh, we 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 would probably be more likely to buff as well. But I think we have we have a pretty good uh pretty good hero roster right now of course there's some some that are weaker some that are stronger and, and some that sort of just live with with their current state and uh like some heroes like like Jendrik will will always be sort of like left them a little little to the side right um well here's a question for when it comes to pvp and i'm surprised that that hasn't changed in a long time like ever is the towers uh, for race the tower goes up depending on your wherever you are on your trophy and some even have like level 21 towers why does castle stay the same it's like it's so easy to just one shot the tower go on to the castle to have these really heavy towers in the middle i think might actually make for a better game no yeah that that it it might um I think you're touching on on something that that we will start looking into now, and I think uh, after after global launch, we are going to start looking at um, at multiplayer again. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a while, right? You you probably all gotten tired of the of the virtual sticker on on the on the arena button, so um, we we will start working on that um, in. To, to actually not just analyze and come up with with some concepts and, and start pushing stuff to improve matchmaking as well, um, hopefully. Yeah, I guess because that's been a major complaint from I think especially from the newer players, right? They come yeah. in and they feel uh, especially hard on because because they're not sure how the elo works or how the you know from the matchmaking etc. And it takes a bit of and getting your head around it and sometimes yeah you do get a few unfair matches etc in there so yeah yeah and and uh, i think i think we've been aware of that for a while uh, and and uh, we also just wanted to make sure that like we also have the data that that tells us and shows us what's going on because uh, that allows us to like couple the data from the game from the player behavior and and match it to all the stuff we're reading on Discord as well. So it's like, we I think we have a pretty comprehensive picture of what's going on and, and that gives us something pretty solid to act on. Yeah, yeah, I guess like one of the things you just acted on was the boosts, right? And the boosts before wouldn't give it, wouldn't give XP. So then yeah. you had players holding up at level 15 or level 25 with extremely super strong teams that should have been theoretically higher. And now yeah. you've got five yeah. in there. And... Um, so now boost going forward will have that in there. I guess one of the concerns that came up was, so what happens to those existing, let's call them twink accounts, right? Or the or smurf accounts who are holding at, so you have somebody there, level 15, where level 16 heroes, right? So Yargans and 
calls, et cetera. Yeah. And they're going to dominate that. How do you all see that progressing or changing? Well, with the with the, with the change, like we're, we're not going to do it uh, retroactively. So so those accounts will stay the levels they are, um, and and hopefully they they'll start moving up through the ranks at some point. Um, and uh, because because it was never the intention that you should just stay at like level fifteen and and build up like this weird powerhouse and then jump t- ten levels. It's like. Uh, we could definitely see how some of the features and how we built 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 the concepts could promote that behavior, but it, but it was never the intended behavior. Uh, that's like how you guys are sometimes smarter than us, like doing something. We just go like, all right, this works like that, and then we go, oh, now they're doing this. Why? And like, <laughs> oh, the hive mind. <laughs> yeah, the hive mind of a thousand players, more than a thousand players, is going to be. Uh, a bit better than 20, uh, 20 people's in, in a room, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, to, so, so hopefully going forward, like those accounts will, will have to, in order to stay competitive or at least enjoy like the latter parts of the game, they'll actually like have to like get new heroes or buy the boost of the, like the new heroes that are coming out, which will slowly start to make them move up through the, the player level ranks. Um, yeah, because I guess they'll end up missing out on quite a big portion of the game because they'll be restricted by their euro levels of what they couldn't, what they can and can't do, right? So, and yeah, uh, like, I guess, but you guys tell me, but like the the whole point of, of staying low is that you can then accumulate more prizes because you you win in like the you, events. You'd be yeah. better, be, be, yeah, better at getting on top of leaderboards and stuff like that. You don't act on it, right? You just stockpile your stuff until you have a million gold. And then you jump basically into the next tier mm-hmm. as far as you can. Or Yeah, that's yeah. A lot of guys are doing that. So it's fifteen, twenty-five, and then our guys are waiting till thirty-five. Like yeah. they skip the, the thirty, they just go straight to thirty-five. So then they're more power they they can actually handle being in the expert bracket. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, talking about that, it's like like these weird things that players do, right? To break the systems that you, or the thought process that you guys had. What's been the most surprising thing that players have done that you all don't intend to happen or that they're broken in a certain way or or the most fun thing for you guys? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, there, 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 there's always some, some, some head scratches, right? Where we're trying to figure out what's going on. So, some of them, I feel like, we should have seen and it's like now it just makes total sense like stuff like people sitting on like the trophy road and not picking up just just like our our instinct is probably like you get you get a reward you open it you see what's going on uh but like just seeing those like people sitting on trophy roads and just waiting until like all right gold burst day right i'm not opening stuff until then it's like all right yeah that that makes sense i guess like it's it's extra it's free gold right so you want to you want to do that so i guess that's one of the things that kind of frustrates me in the the little mini events is what you guys are kind of like leading us to to play a certain way i know that's probably wasn't the intent but are you guys concerned about any of that right now or i see that there's two salvage days this month which is great but yeah, like uh, 
you saw the two salvage days, right? And that 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 is like uh, an acknowledgement of like we, we it, it was never the intention that you should just sit on all your gear and just gather hundreds pieces of gear and then salvage them in one day. Um, but uh, but it's also quite an obvious pattern. Once you learn that there's like a salvage day every day or every month, like you can save up and because you get so much from it, like um, you might want to, it's so tempting to do it, right? Um, they were mostly thought of to like give give some sort of bonus and like maybe help you set a goal for the day. So like, all right, campaign burst. I want to play a few campaign levels to to do that or gold burst. I want to I want to get some more chests today because then I get double gold or salvage day. All right. Might as well salvage a few other things, but but as you said, like they they've been very instructive for for how the community plays, and, and we are aware of that. Um, and but 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 at the same time, like it seems like yeah, we wouldn't want to take salvage day away now, right? Because it's always it's almost like at least now a clan is like, all right, Christmas is coming, now it's time to clean out and and get all that get all those shards. So it's. Or just get rid of salvage day and make every salvage the same amount as if it was salvage day. Yeah, and then we just double the the prices for upgrading, and then we're there. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not go down that road. If that happens enough, you know I'm pointing the finger on blame. <laughs> oh, no, um... I have a few other ideas I can sling out then, and then. We can just ratify them here. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, let's go for that. <laughs> so I mean, here's here's a, something different, something completely different. So we talked about things that you might have seen that uh, players did and you weren't expecting. But is there something that you were expecting without getting us too much detail, like maybe a hero that you thought was going to see a lot of play and just hasn't? That nobody has figured out that this hero is actually good. So sort of like an unsung hero somewhere. Um, I, I had a, I've had a few favorites. Uh, I think you 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 spoiled Asachi yourself. I've, I've always liked her. Uh, I don't like on my on my player account. She's not high enough that I can really do a lot of damage with her. But but I think she's great fun to play with. She has a lot of potential just as a straight up damage dealer. Um, Heroes that you guys haven't really picked up on. Um, no, I think I think I think you you guys are really quick to pick up on stuff in general. I don't think there's any like hidden gems apart from like maybe some sort of weird bug that I only only I know of that I can try to exploit in order to like get somewhere. But uh, no, I think I think you're pretty pretty solid. Um, Talking about that, I mean. As you're saying, like you don't have a that high as yet, but I guess many players don't realize that they've come across yourself, they've come across the creative designer, and you have the other members from the team in game itself. I, I know that you play Castle. Yeah, I do. Uh, creative designer plays Castle as well. Played him a few times, and um, yeah, and sometimes I do see you guys on uh, the leaderboards as well. So, but I know that you guys don't tend to push as much as to not take away the rewards from us. So, thanks. Well, for that. well, I don't think we have the accounts that that can do that. Like, you guys are like pretty crazy. Use the cheat so. codes. Use the cheat codes. 
what about having you guys, like since you guys play, is to have a little uh, special icons as a game, uh, you know, developer or something like that? Because I think I've played games where you kind of know when you're playing um, like a creator and it's just, it feels cool. And if I've played against you in Castle or Race or whatever and I didn't know, I think that's sad that I didn't know that I was playing a, a developer. Right. Uh that I don't think that thought has crossed our mind. Like we, we, we thought of we, we, we sort of play the game because we love it, but we also do it just to get a feel like for like how it is to be be playing the game, right? Like being in clans and seeing all the confusion that's like can stem from like a badly worded skill or uh like what's going on with this or what what is the new cool heroes what do they do and just just follow on from the sidelines and just get that like that experience and, and also just like what is it to play like through our content with, with an actual account that's not like a developer account that, that we use daily um so i don't think we've thought about that uh at least i haven't um we we, we usually just think it's best to sort of just stay stay secret but maybe it's maybe it's not i don't know personally i think it's it's pretty cool you see somebody and it's like oh i know this guy or this guy's special cool and it just gives you that uh that fun interaction that you've you've had a game with somebody who who's designing the game right yeah def- definitely i can see that like uh, i think our main worry at some point was that like if if you got beaten in like uh in a, in a game of castle it might feel unfair like to some extent like True. we do know the game game quite quite well uh we do some some things quite like like i have a, i have i feel like i have de- pretty decent grasp on castle by now like not like i still meet some oppressive accounts that just <laughs> beat me back into the stone age in like 30 seconds but uh, okay so i just need to know have we played i don't think I have played you in a long time. I'm pretty sure we have played. I think, or maybe that's maybe that's not true. I think we played in the last month arena bash. I usually take screenshots actually when, or like share it with the team when I played some of you guys uh, because that's <laughs> always kind of fun. I think we met in last last month arena bash. Perhaps it's been a while because, yeah, I think we met. I think I have a pretty detailed story, history of games with you because at some point, like when you were still up up and coming, like I could beat you. And then <laughs> by now it's, but the time has gone. So I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, dude. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that's the thing is that I remember that when I first started playing Castle. I mean, I had no idea regarding meta, this and that, and everything else. And I, I used to go in full. Uh, I mean, my team used to be Joss, Nina. We used to take Otto. No, I actually used to take Like into there. And if you and my, yeah, my teams were totally messed up. And then slowly, I started to get better and better. And yeah, so the um, so the creative designer or the studio head, I've actually played him. I remember playing him a lot. And I always used to get trounced so badly. <laughs> and he used to be like, come on. Hey, so, so we're going to yeah, stop yeah. you here for a quick sec. You said Joss. Now, we just had this discussion. So what? how do you 
pronounced J-O-S-S-E? Right. That, that's a good question. Um, we, we, we refer to him as uh, Jose on, in, in the office. Okay, so, Jose. Okay. Yeah. We, we have to take the word of the creators. <laughs> yeah. Who comes up with all the names? Uh, I think uh, the, the creative director sort of set like a standard for like how, depending on, on the regions, the heroes are coming from, like how, how you name them. Uh, so it's usually him or me that you have to blame for it. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's just us. I don't think we can put the blame on anyone else. Uh, okay, but I have to ask, I don't know if you know, uh, I know Oscar came in and saw some we did a couple of uh like how do you name this character some little yeah. pictures and one of them was i think it's he told me the actual pronunciation kg is it kg yeah yeah but i just we call her big q yeah yeah, yeah i saw that uh, he shared that in in, in one <laughs> of our channels so that's that's how she's known around our clan anyway there is no uh, KG. It's uh, it's Big Q. Big Q. Do you have anyone else that we like uh, that? No, it's just it's too hard to spell or to remember how to spell properly. So it was just like um, Q, Big Q. It just sounded funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. We there was definitely a lot of like confusion around the time when she came out. Just like in the, like how how she spelled like. You want to put a U in there. You want to put like what's what what? Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty KG. Uh, that's uh, KG is is correct. But overall, like for when we talk about uh, Castle and Arena, I know you said you haven't looked at it for a while. But are you guys pretty happy with the the two gameplays that you have, or is there talk about a third or removing one of them? Or uh, we do we do really like the two modes in in the way that they offer something quite different and, and we have a, a pretty good feeling that like different players sort of take to one one of the other modes as sort of like their their favorite um excuse me uh, i think um but that being said i i don't think we're we're done developing like arena modes we we always have new ideas and cool concepts we want to try but but for now, we, we we are we are pretty happy with with where we at. Yeah, it's just uh, of course the uh, the elephant in the room, the matchmaking that needs to be uh, to be looked at. How much data do you guys have on that right now? You must have uh, a lot. We, yeah, we we do have a lot right now. I think we we did uh, we we did some like discussions on like based on like actually having like some some really good dashboards showing like the interactions that goes on and for late game early game players mid game players and and players with different play patterns etc et uh, and and based on on that and and of course all all the all the great stuff that comes out of the community we we're going to start making adjustments so hopefully that'll be for the better like uh, that that's always like the the, the fear when we start tweaking the stuff that we can't like it arena is really hard for us to test uh without just like throwing a lot of players at it so so it's always a little bit daunting to to sort of to sort of uh, start tweaking those things but but we also know that we have to do it 
But has there been talk about maybe having uh, now that your player base is so much larger to have a group of game testers, if you will? Uh, yeah, we, this, uh, it, it, it's something that, that we know that been done by other companies. Uh, I don't think we are, we are at the point where we, where we could do it, but, uh, like for something like arena, um, where and matchmaking, it is, it is sort of hard to sort of test your way through it. Of course we could try to say, this is, this is like. Uh, try try to set up some 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 rules for how we do it and, and see if we could see if we could get it done or do like smaller scale testing before. But uh, it it is matchmaking is just such a such a tricky tricky area to get right. I find especially with this game too, because there's so many variants, right? Yeah, I think I, I have a note somewhere saying like at least Blizzard only have to account for skill. Like we. We also have like the power levels that that are, that that sort of makes it really hard for us to to gauge. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was just thinking that because we have the two arena mods or the PvP mods at the moment, like what you could do is actually release a third one and say this is like a friendly area, right? To so call it friendlies, and players can go in there and they can try stuff out or whatever else, and that can be like a new game mode that you're trying to release. Only see how players actually walk around with that. So it doesn't affect players' progress on the trophy road or things like that or ELO, etc. So then that way you get the you get the critical mass that you need in order to test it properly, and you also see how players react to it, how they'll break it, or etc. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think we we initially saw the like the the. Uh, like uh, friendly friendly games uh, within the the clan to sort of fill that role, but of but of course that that won't do it for like a new game mode, of course. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, friend like uh, the the friend zone or uh... I guess I mean with the with the friendlies as well that promotes a lot of intra clan stuff, right? Because that's yeah. when we between the and I mean we have Bash, which is one of the inter clan things that we have on now. Will there be more? Interclan events coming up, or will there be more intraclan stuff that people can work on? Like goals uh, to reach towards. So I think I think clans is a is a is a is a is a cool thing. It's an integral part of the game, right? So it, it is something that we're looking to to enhance, and it it's um, something that we're probably going to to look at in in the future to see what we can what we can do. Um, Without promising promising too much, uh, but but we know it's really cool to compete with your clan mates, and it's really cool to to also compete with the other clans. Um, so so there's a lot of stuff to to do that. There's a lot of ideas, um, and 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 also we we look like forward to just hearing like whatever you guys from the community have. Like you usually come with like great feedback, so we also listen to that and. and Maybe there's, there's something there as well. Okay, so there's just one last thing that I want to ask. When are we going to finally get the bestiary? Well, uh, well, it's it's coming soon, right? So uh, <laughs> uh, I, th- I think the bestiary, that's, it, it, it's proved to be uh, 
like the elephant in the room. It, it, it is really big. It's something that we really want to create and, and, and give you guys because we were also like, at least I was, and, and I'm pretty sure our creative director was as well, raised on like monster manuals and like all that kind of stuff. And it's it's so cool to to be able to read about all those monsters and, and see what they do and uh, see what damage they so, take. Yeah, that that that'd be nifty too, right? I, I know you guys sort of uh, have figured it out, but but obviously, like um, it would be so much better if if it was there for for you to just look at and and get and and just like I think I think it's a shame that it's it's not there. Uh, um, and uh, if and I it's could, coming soon, <laughs> if, if if I could just snap my fingers, it it would be there for sure. Like. Uh, we all love we all love that stuff. Um, so coming soon is is probably all is all we can say by now. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about it. We were chatting with some of the guys earlier on the main Discord, and it's like I know that some of the devs provide the images, the hero images for the wiki and stuff like that. So I mean, if it could, if we could get the images for the bestiary. It could be like a labor of love for the community as well to say, well, okay, let's see if we can populate this. And and then you guys can actually say, well, yeah, you guys are close, but you guys are missing something there. Or, you know, so it, it, it'll be fun to see how this differs from what your guys' notes are internally. And it, it could take some of the pressure off you guys as well. <laughs> yeah, that that's sure. That's, that's sure. Like, uh, that's, that's almost too kind of you to sort of like, ask for that uh i think it would be great to see like like the community start building that stuff we're always super impressed with what you build like from the character creators to like um like the trophy count you you you're keeping track of and like the wiki itself um uh but we also just have to figure out like like what is what is the bestiary actually going to to contain and and how do we want to present this information um but but if you went ahead and start building it, uh, I'm sure we could provide some some help with that. Adriana, are you listening? Start it up on the wiki. I'll be happy to start populating it as well for you. And on that one, I mean, I guess the last question from me is: Is there any message that you'd like to pass on to the community? And yeah, I think the the community was. Um, like all the way back to like the beginning, I think we've been like I think the first thing like we was we were surprised like by how like awesome like the community was, how non toxic, how welcoming, and and how how great it was as a community. Uh, and I think that's actually carried carried on like as the community has grown. I think we're super impressed and happy to to have you guys as as our players. Uh, and and all the like cool stuff that's coming out of you guys uh and and all the like wh- whether it's like this podcast uh, all the all the youtube channels that picked it up um and fun little creations and drawings and all the like i think one of the first things we like noticed and, and laughed about and shared in in the office was all those recruitment posters on like the clan forum <laughs> really good fun um so yeah keep it up and uh and and even if you think we're slow we are really listening to what you're saying and we, we are trying to accommodate 
and and uh, and take your input to to improve the game. So uh, yeah, I think I think that's that's the message to the community. We we really we really love having you guys hanging around. So so, so you want this game to to last for a long time? Yeah, we we definitely do, and I think we we I think you 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 said it as well. Um, we're like we're like twenty minds plus uh, plus a few auxiliaries, and, and you guys like thousands of people, and, and you can you can you can play the game, and you have a great insights to the game. And sometimes you spot stuff before us, and and listening to you and and, and taking on your input uh, is is pretty crucial for us to sort of maintain the game and, and take it on. So uh, so we're definitely. We're listening and and we're trying to to make the the best game for for you guys. That's awesome. Crabs, is there anything else you want to ask our distinguished no, guest? I just want to say, no, I just want to say thanks a ton for joining us, Eskay. I mean, it's been a pleasure speaking to you guys in the council, and you know, just with engagement with from Oscar and the PMO on Discord as well, and everybody else, and. Also, thank you for sponsoring us for the gold chest as well. So yeah, that was really cool and awesome. I do want you to bring one thing back to the office. Tell Nico to change back to Hagen as his uh, profile on Discord. It fits him so much better than uh, Alien. Right, I'll do that. I I can can make him do that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks a lot for for coming and uh, joining us and doing this, man. That was awesome. Really yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's been really fun to listen to you guys. We we listen to the podcast in, in the office, and uh, it's just it's just uh, cool to be here and, and actually and actually do it. So uh, it's great. That's awesome. Thanks for coming, dude. Thanks, and uh, everybody out there, we'll see you in the next show. <laughs>